The more uptight about it you become, the harder it will be to go to sleep. Spending time on sex or beauty makes many people feel vaguely guilty. But sex is one of the best and cheapest of all beauty treatments, so relax and enjoy it. Real beauty comes from inner confidence and from being in touch with your own body. It is natural, not narcissistic, to like and enjoy your body, and any movement that gives you sensual pleasure helps to increase your awareness of yourself. Dancing, Including eating. I feel much better now. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm pretty sure. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I eat them anyway? Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, and we've got both on the show coming up. But first of all, let's hear from Nick Lowe. He's got something to say. In fact, what he's got to say is, let's eat. Now let's let Nick Lowe say what he has to say. What do you think, Nick Lowe? Okay, let's eat. Talking and going 
Yeah, it's Nick Lowe and Let's Eat. In fact, it's not just Nick Lowe, but Nick Lowe's last chicken in the shop. You know, I was asked recently whether I have to say chicken at some point during every Pandora's Lunchbox, and I think the answer is chicken. Ah, uh, yes. I think the answer is yes. So this is Nick Lowe's last chicken in the shop. This was a side project. No, it's a frontal side project. But this was a part of a live collection called Stiff's Live. Various artists on Stiff Records. Nick Lowe, Terry Williams of Rockpile, Pete Thomas of The Attractions, Dave Edmonds of Everything. Some great musicians on that. And with a sentiment like, let's eat, well, <laughs> what, what more do you need to say? You don't really want to say anything when there's food in your mouth, but this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It is a show all about food. And, you know, last week I was talking a bit about farmer's markets, and it got my attention because I noticed that there were farmer's markets in Washtenaw County five days every week between now and October. And that excited me. And then I found out some more. There was actually something from the USDA recently. They released something called the National Farmers Market Directory. And the USDA says, this is just released since last week's show, that more than 8,000 farmers markets are now listed in the USDA's National Farmers Market Directory. That's up from about 5,000 in 2008. So if you think that farmers markets are popping up everywhere, it is true. In fact, they are, and certainly in Washtenaw County. Michigan ranks fourth in the U.S. in the number of farmers markets. We've got 331 on the list. That's a lot, huh? The top three states with farmers markets are California, New York, and Illinois. Then Michigan's in fourth, and Ohio is in fifth. So a lot of stuff in the Midwest, too. And as I was mentioning last week, farmers markets in Washtenaw County, all of these are through October unless noted. Tuesday, there's the downtown Ypsilanti Farmers Market, as well as the Cobblestone Farm Market, which is through November 5th, actually. Wednesday is the Ann Arbor Farmers Market in Carytown, which is year-round, actually on Wednesdays through December and Saturdays year-round. And there's the Bushel Basket Farmers Market in Chelsea. That sounds like a great name, and that's Wednesday. Thursday is the Westside Farmers Market in Ann Arbor, which is this evening through 7, and the Manchester Farmers Market. Friday is the Dixboro Farmers Market just north of Ann Arbor, and Saturday you got Ann Arbor, Chelsea, Dexter, Saline, and the Ips- Ipsy Depot Town Market. So all of those are going on. Now, a week from today, at the Carytown area, where the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market usually is, there's a special event on Thursday once a year. Nash Bash is coming back. This is the sixth Nash Bash. Whit Hill used to be from Ann Arbor, and, well, I think she still is, was from Ann Arbor, but now is based in Nashville, and she comes up each year and brings some Nashville folks to play some music. So next Thursday, starting at 5 p.m., there will be musical performances by the Wild Ponies, Whithill and the Postcards, and Haphazards, all based in Nashville, Tennessee. And Matt Boylan, who's based in Michigan, spent some time in Tennessee, though. Also, during Nash Bash, there will be an Ann Arbor Artisans Market, as well as Trunkapalooza, people selling stuff out of trunks and things. All that's happening in the Carytown area next Thursday. It's kind of like a farmer's market. I'd, I don't know if there's any farm food, but... Uh There will be some food, I believe. That's what I understand. So that is Nash Bash next Thursday. But undoubtedly, there's always chicken.
take my gun along. I got in a man chicken cup, the place I didn't belong. I got a rooster and I got a hen, I put them in my sack. I went out down the road so fast that I didn't have time to look back. I heard the door come open and I heard it slam. Here come a man with a 44 in his hand. Get out of here, you chicken thief, you got no business here. Ten thousand dollar work for the chicken and a rooster high for me. Chicken, oh chicken, you better ride behind a moon. Chicken, oh chicken, I'm fine to have you soon. Chicken, oh chicken, you better hide behind a moon. Ten thousand dollar work for the chicken and a rooster high for me. was Chicken by John and Emery McClung, the McClung Brothers, recorded in New York in 1927. They grew up in Beckley, West Virginia. They formed a string band in the early 1920s called the West Virginia Trailblazers. Chicken, with its distinctive whistling solo, says here on this wonderful collection called The Cluck Old Hen, is a folk song that may have evolved from published works such as Fred Lyon's Dem Chicken's Roost Too High from 1887 or W.J. Simon's There Is No Chicken That Can Roost Too High For Me. So there you go. This one is much, much later, much more contemporary, 1927. Now coming up at 7, speaking of the number 7 and 7, it's Arwolf and Face the Music. We'll be hearing songs from the last 80 years plus on Arwolf Show with titles like Bees Knees, Bull Weevil, Mean Old Bedbug Blues, I'm sensing a theme, Save the Roach for Me. Hmm. Now I'm itching to hear it all. That's Arwolf and Face the Music coming up at 7. In the meantime, turnips and fairy tales. New fairy tales, in fact. Just reading that uh, Germany from this year to 2015 is celebrating the 200th anniversary of the publication of Brothers Grimm's, the Brothers Grimm's Jacob and... Hibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibbidibb
The McClung brothers. Thank you. And now the brothers Grimm. These brothers are getting me confused. Anyway, let's start over again. See, in, in 1812, the brothers Grimm published a fairy tale collection called Children's and Household Tales. That was December 20th, 1812, and Germany is celebrating the 200th anniversary for quite a long time. It's a big celebration from 2013 all the way to 2015. The most significant events, festivals, and exhibitions will be held along the 372-mile fairy tale route, which was inaugurated in 1947. The works of Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm have been published in 140 languages, now, The Guardian has just reported something exciting here. 500 fairy tales have been newly discovered, newly discovered, which had been locked away in an archive in Regensburg, Germany, for over 150 years. The tales are part of a collection of myths, legends, and fairy tales gathered by the local historian, here goes, Franz Zevere von Schönwerth, I hope that's correct, who lived from 1810 to 1886 in Bavaria. Many of these fairy tales do not appear in other European fairy tale collections. For example, there is the tale of a maiden who escapes a witch by transforming herself into a pond. Transforming herself to a pond. How does that work? Well, it says here, The witch then lies on her stomach and drinks all the water in the pond, swallowing the young girl who uses a knife to cut her way out of the witch. Wow. So, just a tip. If you're going to turn into a pond, make sure to throw a knife in in yourself, just in case. The Guardian also has a link to a fairy tale, a story about the turnip princess. It involves an old witch and a bear and a young prince and a rusty nail that's supposed to be placed under a turnip in a field. Well, I won't give it all away. I mean, you can probably imagine what happens next. No, maybe. But you can look it up on The Guardian, the story about the turnip princess. In the meantime, going back to 1986, my grandma, Betty English, recorded some songs with some of her family around, did some great old folk tunes and country tunes and stuff. One of them was called Turnip Greens, and uh, there were some very charming little uh, burbles of the VHS recording that are kind of fun to listen to. But this is just a lot of fun. This is a family sitting around and playing some music. This is Turnip Greens by Betty English and her progeny. That's not it. Nope. I think it goes like this. Yeah. What do we all used to sing together? What do we all used to sing together? Turnip greens. I don't know, because turnip, turnip greens. greens. You remember that? Turnips and heather. <laughs> <laughs> turnip greens. 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 Turnip greens.
Yeah, thank you, thank you to my grandma. If you're up there listening, I'm enjoying it. This is awesome. Thank you for that beautiful music. Betty English and her progeny, and uh, they were living over there in Waltham, Massachusetts, a suburb of Boston, and uh, made that awesome music. So that is Turnip Greens. That's a song that was first composed and recorded in in the 1920s. And uh, turnips, that's the story of the turnip princess and the story of turnip greens. Now, back to some local Ann Arbor news, news in Ann Arbor. Uh, Selma Cafe, you may have heard about. I've talked about it on this show. You may have read about it. They host an all-volunteer local foods breakfast party. They say what they offer is a gathering place for friends and community to imagine and create a new vital and sustainable regional food economy. Did I mention party and breakfast? It's a source of funding for building new local foods infrastructure. There are loans for hoop houses. People make affiliations with other with other community members and nonprofits and support the Tillian Farm Development Center. So Selma Cafe has a breakfast party these days once a month and helps nonprofits around the area and local food. The recent news is that Selma Cafe has secured its own nonprofit status. It's now a formal 501c3 nonprofit. So that's new news. Also, meanwhile, the next Selma Cafe I should mention is September 14th at Sunward Co-Housing in Sio Township, just outside of Ann Arbor. Meanwhile, the Lunchroom has opened its new all-vegan full-service restaurant. I talked to the folks from the Lunchroom a few weeks ago when they had still, still had that noisy construction going. But it's open now in Ann Arbor's Cary Town, having graduated from Mark's Carts. started out as a cart at Mark's Carts over by downtown Home and Garden. Now the Lunchroom is its own thing. And this next is not about food strictly, but you should eat a lot of carbs if you're going to do this kind of athletic thing, like skating, like serious skating. The Ann Arbor Skate Park is having its groundbreaking ceremony tomorrow at noon. It'll be at the future site of the skate park, which is in the northwest portion of Veterans Memorial Park. Construction on the 30,000-square-foot facility is expected to begin soon with a grand opening next year. So Ann Arbor Skate Park underway. The groundbreaking ceremony is tomorrow at noon at Veterans Memorial Park. More to come. And did I mention uh, mention, uh, farmer's markets? Once was a girl and she was right from the sticks. Thought she'd go out to the market one day. And hey, we could say of the town. She was the toast, really the most. We don't want to boast, but scads of lads would all surround us. It's like a Sherwood hound as she worked in the marketplace. What did she see? Crew cut and cute with a crazy goatee. What a blend. He was the end selling beans. Dressed in his jeans. What a buy she was her to cry. I got beans at the bargain, little girl. Won't you step right up? Cast your eyes upon where and you will have no other care. There'll be no other worry there if you see the crazy bear you'll have when they are clean to cook the crazy on the table. I got the fresh the third morning from the backyard and I picked them all myself. I hoped that you would come along and buy my beans because well, what I'm trying to say is they taste so good. They taste so very, very, very good. Take advantage of them, Mark. Come and apply some. We got the string beans, snap beans, lima beans. We got the very kind of beans that I would like to put right in your pressure cooker. Pretty baby, don't you see what I mean? They are the finest beans, cools of beans. They are the best beans that you can find in this or any other marketplace. What are you trying to prove with all your talk of beans? Yes, I know that they look crazy, but they're just beans. Only beans, and they will have to go because there's nothing you should know. Though I think the beans are great, but you can leave them all away because they're not my favorite dish. I like greens, but can't stand beans, and I cannot bear to have those 
with that one. Blame it on the beans. Always good advice. I've always stuck with that, and it's helped me in ways that I can't possibly comprehend. Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross, starring Annie Ross right there. Oh, yes. Farmer's Market, from a wonderful two-CD collection called The Hottest New Group in Jazz. They will always be hot and new in my book. Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Coming up at 7, Arwolf and Face the Music. I cannot wait, but in the meantime decent amount of excitement going on in, in Michigan, including a giant can of Crisco. Yes. Last week, a giant can of Crisco, or something that looked a lot like it, appeared below the Joe Louis Fist sculpture in downtown Detroit. Did you hear about that? Bill McGraw of the website Dateline Detroit put it like so. He said, in what he said was a gesture of sympathy to a bankrupt city, a Detroit artist jumped out of his pickup truck at Woodward and Jefferson and deposited an oversized replica of a Crisco can at the base of the Joe Louis Fist. This is art in an Andy Warhol sort of way, even though most of the commuters roaring past at 7.15 a.m. did not appear to be aware that they had witnessed a real live installation, even if it was off the wall to the point of obscurity. It's also uncertain if other passers-by will get the humor and irony behind the can, whose top bore a striking resemblance to the wavy, white, greasy substance in a real Crisco container. As he installed it, artist Jerry Vile said his artwork is an attempt to ease the pain of Chapter 9 bankruptcy. Things are going to hurt, he said. We're just trying to grease the wheels of justice. Now, instead of selling something from the DIA, this is being given to the city of Detroit. They can sell this. This is, of course, a reference to all the talk of art from the DIA, the Detroit Institute of Arts, possibly being sold someday. That's possibly and definitely not definitely. Christie's is in town to appraise the value of the work of the Detroit Institute of Arts. But the emergency manager, Kevin Orr of Detroit, says there's no plans to sell it. But meanwhile, there it is. The mayor's office, however, hearing about the giant can of faux Crisco, asked Jerry Vile to take it back, take it away, or it would be taken away. So he removed it. And the latest news is he's going to auction off the giant can of faux Crisco next Wednesday at the Music Hall Center for the Performing Arts. Jerry Viles says, well, the notice on the venue's website says the auction will benefit the city of Detroit or its favorite charity. I'm not sure how that works, how people will ask Detroit, hey, Detroit, what's your favorite charity? But nonetheless, a little vague, we'll see what happens. Next Wednesday at the Detroit, the Detroit, the Music Hall Center for the Performing Arts in Detroit, auctioning off a giant can of faux Crisco that has appeared on TV, as seen on TV. This is all a fact. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and we are winding down reluctantly. But so much happening this week. Farmer's markets all over the place. There are farmer's markets under my feet. They're in my hair. And coming up in East Lansing is the Great Lakes Folk Festival. 
East Lansing has been holding that for quite a while now. There's going to be music from all over the Midwest and other parts of the U.S. too, and a couple of groups coming down from Quebec as well. It's going to be some polka music, some Finnish-American music, some blues, some Balkan music, Hawaiian music, all kinds of music, all free at the Great Lakes Folk Fest. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August 9th, 10th, and 11th in downtown East Lansing. Admission is free, and we're going to hear a little tune in just a moment from that by a group called Le, was it? Le Poula Colin, which translates as Collins Chickens. Funny how that is. You know, I don't even I don't even try and I trip over a chicken everywhere I go when I'm doing this show. But this group is from Quebec and they're going to be playing some of their music at the Great Lakes Folk Festival. And you can find out more about that at I believe it's great greatlakesfolkfest.net. Look it up there. Well, this is Pandora's Lunchbox pretty much. I've been Mike for a while now. It's it's worked pretty well for me. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Arbel will help us to face the music in just a moment. Do not stop tuning in because there will be songs about bull weevils and bees' knees and mean old bed bugs and all kinds of things in just a moment. This is WCBN FM in Arbor. Some music from Chickens That Belong to Colin. Wrap it up here and let's move on. Mon père ami Marie avec un marchand de
It's the Down Home Show, every Saturday from noon to three, right here on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. House provides an array of free services to runaway and homeless youth, youth in crisis, and their families. If you are having trouble in school or at home, need someone to talk to or a place to stay, please call 734-662-2222, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All of our services are free, voluntary, and confidential, and have been since 1969. Call 734 662 2222. Ozone House. There is a safe place. Yeah, me too. But instead, it's time for Face the Music on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's 7 o'clock, and this evening's program is inspired by bugs. Now, bug is a uh, technically a term that's often differentiated from insects, insects having six legs and so forth. I'm not going to get real technical. These are all bug songs, and they're from the first half of the 20th century. I'd like to open with a, uh, a melody that's from the 1920s. It was recorded in 19... 19- 52 by pianist Ralph Sutton with George Wetling at the drums. When I was a kid, people used to say, none of your beeswax. Anybody ever say that to you? Mike, anybody ever say, none of your beeswax? That used to confuse me terribly when I was like six years old, (laughs) figuring out the English language or the American variant. And then I understood eventually that they meant none of your business. Well, the title that, uh, of this piece you're about to hear is another way of saying business. It's called Bee's Knees, but I don't want to rationalize that. 